On this very special episode of NC Raw, we take the show on the road again. This is something we're going to be doing rolling into 2019 pretty regularly. I would like to do maybe one or two additional shows outside of our weekly Monday night recording session. So if you would like for us to come out and visit with you, if you're doing some awesome things in the community, go ahead and shoot me an email through our website at www.ncraw.life and we'll go ahead and book something. I already have like six podcasts scheduled for the month of January um, when we typically record just once a week. So shoot me an email. I'll be happy to come out. Uh, This week we're talking to Chelsea Burrell who is the Community Wellness Outreach Coordinator for Harris Regional Hospital and Swain Community Hospitals. We came to talk to her about health and wellness, diet, nutrition, something that's um, very close to Caleb and my, my heart, something that we're very interested in. So also want to promote an upcoming event that's being hosted by Res Hope on January 1st. It's the day one event over in Bryson City, taking place at CrossFit 2232, which is located at 1121 Main Street in Bryson City, North Carolina. That is January 1st from 12 p.m. till 3 p.m. Tom Shanahan, who is the author of Spiritual Adrenaline, also close friend of Caleb McCoy, he's coming coming down, visiting the area to promote his new book that's coming out titled Spiritual Adrenaline, Strength and Nourish Your Recovery. You can pick up a copy of the book and get a signed copy of the book. And they also have all kinds of like activities planned for the day. So we would love to have you guys out. Again, that is January 1st, ring in the new year uh, with Res Hope in Bryson City from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. at CrossFit 2232. With that being said, give it up. For Miss Chelsea Burrell. I'm just an individual. Living the miracle, standing divisible, connected to God in my physical essence of my spiritual presence is visible. Totally leaving you unaware of my mental subliminal. Used to be a criminal, living so minimal, but things have changed in my life. Is going through different intervals, finding that balance is significantly difficult. Timing is everything, so my timing is critical. Rhyming is literal, the unforgettable. It's why I stand before you impeccably, so presentable. I give respect to you, know that I am respectable. I've always wanted acceptance, is that acceptable? I give the Rival expected to be exceptional, and I'm a grown man, handle business like a professional. I am incredible, Leo conventional, and you stopping me from chasing my dreams is unprofessional. The opinions expressed in this podcast are the views of the NCR team and the individuals interviewed. We do not consider ourselves to be mental health professionals. Our mission is to explore the various pathways to recovery and to give a voice to those affected by or involved in the care of substance use disorders. Some content may be mature for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Ready, set, go. (laughs) Chelsea Burrow, what's going on? Appreciate you taking the time out of your Friday holiday weekend to come and... um, 
chat with my man, Kayla McCoy, and myself about nutrition, health, wellness, maybe some recovery, whatever topics might come up. And you're very well prepared, Chelsea. Yes, you are. That's right. Um, def- I definitely want to preface this conversation by saying that I myself and probably many people who are tuning in are quite the novice when it comes to this particular topic. Um, you know, it's it the nutrition and health and kind of exercise, all that stuff is somewhat new to me um, in my recovery process. You know, definitely influenced by this guy right here. Um, Appreciate that, man. Yeah, no doubt. It like, means a lot. When I first <clears throat> decided to change my life, um, the majority of the work that I did was woo, was on my you. was on my mind, right? Yeah. So I I take a um, I know I use Refuge Recovery with which is the foundation of mindfulness and meditation practice yeah. to kind of oh. heal from recovery, and so like for the first like two years of um, living in long-term recovery, that's all I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't worry about what I ate. I didn't get outside and take care of my body. I didn't do any of that stuff. It was all up here. Right. All of the work was done up there. Um, and then I met Kayla McCoy and here we are. Yeah. Here so we are. Here we are. <laughs> I'm, I'm really just prefacing, you know, all of this by stating that like, you know, I might say something, I might totally like butcher some stuff today. And so we're seeking, we're seeking uh, information from you. Um, as far as like what that, this love he gives me, that's why I had, he's in my way in here soon. I was like, I gotta have Rob. Yeah. He's, he better show up too. That's another story, but <laughs> we can, we can get there a little bit later today. Oh, man. So, um, <laughs> So Chelsea, what we're we're here at Harris yeah. Hospital, um, and you work here. What do you do? What's going on? How did you how did you end up do being here where you are and getting asked by Caleb to come on the podcast and talk to us about these topics? Like what? Yeah, so um, we are here at Harris, and I'm very grateful that we are here. Um, so my role is the um, community wellness outreach coordinator. Is my full title. Um, I do anything and everything community facing. So um, I build and design and implement employee wellness programs for school systems, businesses, things of that nature. Um, I also do different education sessions, health fairs, um, really and truly anything to do with health and wellness, um, you know, priorities and stuff like that. And I also teach. So I do a little bit of that. Got all kinds of stuff going on. Girl. I do, awesome. I do, but I love it. I love to stay <laughs> right? busy. Um, if I'm not busy, then I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Idle hands, kind of thing. Yeah, right. Um, Caleb asked me because we actually met this summer, so I asked him to come do a favor for me and the hospital to speak at, um, what we called. I don't remember what we called it. It was like the opioid panel discussion. Yeah, Jackson County. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We were, the hospital was just trying to kind of have a say or bring attention to this discussion that people seem to not be having um, about the opioid epidemic in Western North Carolina. So we decided to have a panel of a couple of people and um, Caleb just kind of fit right in. So I called him up and asked him to come and be a part and he gracefully asked or or agreed to come. Mm-hmm. And so ever since we've kind of um, been partnering in different things like that, he came and did the Swain one a couple of weeks ago, which I'm grateful for. 
Um, so that's how we we well, got here. <laughs> we we graduated from the same high school, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can tell that by how she some of the st- things she says. So. <laughs> um, state champion, right? Yeah. Well, how come you throw that in there? Right. Like, I mean, you come from a background of sports you know what i mean you've always been in shape so always that is not true actually that's a whole completely different story um that actually got me to where i am so yeah state champion 2008 we accomplished that as a group i definitely um didn't play a huge role but played a small role in that what sport volleyball volleyball yeah um not always been in shape not no? true at all. No, <laughs> no. I don't want anyone to have that misconception okay. that I have always been in shape. So um, I went to undergrad. I went to NC State, moved to Raleigh, five hours away from home, mm-hmm. and um, found out that the cafeteria food was disgusting. So the only thing that we had on campus was Taco Bell or this other disgusting sandwich place. So I gained probably well more than my freshman 15 and did not yeah so it was great (laughs) it was a great experience um and so then ended up kind of getting into you know nutrition physical activity after i graduated undergrad and got into my grad degree um so kind of had to lose all that i probably lost at least 30 40 pounds okay yeah not always been in shape no right okay nope What I thought was interesting about you was when you submitted your little bio to yeah. us, um, you had original interest in like mental health mm-hmm. and psychology and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And at some point in your life, uh, your career path kind of shifted gears a little bit. Oh, yeah. You want to talk a little bit about that and like how that came to life and what what happened? Yeah, most definitely. It's a very long path. So I um, got my degree in psychology, knew that's what I wanted to do, and then um, graduated from undergrad, was going to go to grad school, um, decided I wanted to do sport and exercise psychology. That was like my dream. I wanted to be a sports psychologist and do, um, originally I wanted to do um, eating disorders within athletics and things of that nature, mental health status within sports because I do love sports so much. Mm-hmm. Um, got into grad school, kind of figured out, okay, yeah, this is the path I want to take. But I also started teaching health and wellness in grad school. So I actually started teaching physical activity classes while I was there. I actually taught weightlifting, taught some other things while I was there, fell in love with it, um, continued that. And then after grad school, I applied for PhD programs in um, counseling and, and um, psychology programs did interviews and decided that the, I interviewed and the people that I was sitting at the table with, I had nothing in common with. <laughs> they were all talking about things that I just was not interested in. And it turned out that I really didn't get into any of the PhD programs that I wanted to. Um, and so that happened and I kind of didn't know what to do. And also what happened was after I graduated in my master's program, my mother got diagnosed with ovarian cancer. So um, I moved back home, kind of um, helped my dad take care of my mom while she was sick, going through treatment, things of that nature. And God just kind of led me. Honestly, it's really a God thing um, is that I took that off and then applied for a job at Western and got that job and fell in love with everything. So God told me that I wasn't supposed to do psychology at that time and kind of directed me. So that's really how I came into where I'm at. I think it's 
you know, we should note here that <clears throat> you come from a background of educators, right? I do. My father's an educator. Uh, my whole family's really in education. Mm -hmm. My mother's not, but yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. What does your dad do? My dad um, used to teach, so he was in the classroom for 20, 25 years, and now he works at the central office. I remember old Toby. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure he remembers you, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not in a good way, probably. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Um, you mentioned, like, the kind of – well, first of all, let me ask you, how did you end up out of NC State and not, like, <laughs> stick around and – being a local girl like no that was never my dream or my goal yeah um i wanted to go somewhere i was very adamant about going somewhere um i applied to a bunch of different places and got into a bunch of different places i actually wanted to go to carolina um and toured all those places and got waitlisted at carolina and so that was very defeating for me and then i um was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with all the places that I got into, did tours, like I said, and um, toured NC State, told my mom, I literally remember having this conversation with my mom saying, mom, there aren't any fat people on this campus. Like how it's so big <laughs> that everybody's walking everywhere. You walk miles and miles to get to campus. And I just remember waking up one morning having no idea, but I woke up one morning and it was like God put it on my heart that I needed to go to state. And so um, that's what I did. I think my, my mom told me that my dad cried in the bathroom the morning that I <laughs> said that I was going to state. Oh, because you moving away? Yeah. My mom <laughs> said she picked the farthest school. Like, why did she pick the farthest school? So, um, I, and it worked out perfectly, honestly. I couldn't have made a better decision <coughs> on that. Um, love Raleigh. Love NC State. Go Wolfpack. The next time you're down there, yeah. have you ever heard of Renology? No. It's a running group down there. I ran whenever I uh, was doing my recovery coach training. Mm -hmm. Amazing running group. They have about 50 or 60 people show up a couple of times a week. Really? Yeah. And I got to run on um, the campus down there. Yeah. <coughs> Beautiful. Yeah. It is a very pretty campus. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a unique campus. Mm -hmm. Most people complain because it's all brick, but you have to appreciate. Right. I loved it. There. That was the first time I'd been down there since I actually competed in the state championship track meet. So being able to go Look back down there. Look at you. I know, so, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, man. Renology, you have to check it out. Uh, we, we don't go to Raleigh much, but when I do, I'll have to check it out. So um, a, a large part in, like, why we kind of invited you out here is just to kind of really, like, dial in and kind of, I don't know, there's just so many, like, so many so many voices out there, mm -hmm. right? And so many people are pitching something mm -hmm. right. when it comes to nutrition. Everybody's got the... The next thing. The next yeah. greatest oh, yeah. thing, right? Like, um, and it's hard to not like fall into these kind of, I don't want to say traps, but it's hard to not to like to sift through what mm -hmm. is um, what is legitimate and what could, right. might not be. And also I think that like, you know, in talking with many folks who, you know, live a healthy lifestyle, think it also is like somewhat of a unique um aspect to every individual's life like right. what works for caleb mccoy might not work for rob on the radio and so like <laughs> you know uh, one of the things that i wanted to talk to you about is like how do how does somebody discover like what is that process like like how 
what is the best way for somebody to kind of like dial in and find out what works for them? Mm -hmm. Like, do you like, does somebody need to go and have some blood work done and kind of like look at their levels of like what, I don't know, like what, where do you start? I guess is like Mm -hmm. a big part of, because I'm interested in like starting. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I like where you had that. Um, No, you're completely right. Everybody's different. And what works, like you said, what works for Caleb does not work for you or for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go out and run 20 miles. That's not, that's not my MO. Um, much like Caleb's MO. Today, today you're not going to do that. No, never. I'm never going to go out and run 20 miles. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. It's not going to happen. Um, but I do think that I don't know if blood work is the answer unless you feel like maybe you have some sort of genetic component mm-hmm. like diabetes or things of that nature. Why did you just, I don't mean to interrupt no, you just fine. for a second. Why did you, why did you say that? Just, uh, like I don't know. I've your, just, I've just heard of, heard, you know, right. I, I've heard of that too. That's why to I was know asking. like what type of like, um, vitamins and nutrient yeah. vitamin deficiencies and things like that. Like kind of like what, where to place your focus at for optimal performance, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I've, I've heard that from multiple, multiple sources. Yeah, I have too. Hmm. I mean, um, go ahead. Sorry, Jason. No, 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 you're fine. I, I love listening to you guys. So no, I, I'm not sure blood work. I've not heard that before. I think that that would just be an extra step that you could take if you wanted to. I don't think that's a necessary step. Um, like I said, unless you feel like you have some sort of illness or vitamin deficiency that you feel like you need to kind of get that looked at. I feel like someone once told me that we know what's best for our bodies. Nobody knows you more than you know yourself. And so I think that that's true of you don't necessarily need somebody to tell you what you probably already know, if that makes sense. Not that I'm saying don't go, but um, I do think the perfect way to, to start is just to kind of figure out what your end goal is in mind. That's right. Um, and I, I, I tell that people that all the time of don't just start to start, um, have an end goal in mind. If your end goal is to run a marathon, then obviously mm-hmm. your starting point would be walking and then running Mm -hmm. if you want to lose weight figure out what works best for you cutting out food doesn't work for me um it just doesn't so that's not for me but if it works for somebody else to say nope i can't do carbs then more power to you Mm -hmm. i think that what we get lost in the world today is that there's not a one-size-fits-all and that um one diet or one exercise plan doesn't work for every single person and starting that journey is just really kind of figuring out what works for you and trying something new because you're never going to learn or achieve anything if you don't step outside of your comfort zone. So starting that journey and just kind of picking where you want to start, whether it's a diet, exercise, meditation, what's feasible for you. I don't know if I directly answered your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I know in my own experience that like I think that some sort of accountability whether mm-hmm. it's like through yeah. like a husband or a wife or a boyfriend or girlfriend or mother or parent whoever that is to like kind of have that accountability because like I I'm the type of person that like I I tend to eat healthy mm-hmm. like and I go grocery shopping I tend to buy and yes, eat you do. a lot of healthy foods um but my 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 problem is is that like 
I go to work and there's a dozen donuts sitting over there oh, right? in the break room, right? And then I'm just like, <laughs> next thing I know, I ate like three of them, you know? Or like, so it's like, and it, I wouldn't call it like stress eating, but I would mm-hmm. just call it like, um, I definitely can see like a a craving for like those sugars and carbs and things like that. But like, but when I'm at home and I'm cooking a meal, I'm eating like quinoa and rice and fresh vegetables mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit of chicken or fish, but not not all, even a whole lot of meat, just a, a small portions of that. Um, but like when the temptation is there, I always take it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if, if you had a bowl of um, a bowl of like some candy over there, or mm-hmm. if you had some like Christmas cookies sitting over here <laughs> they'd be smashed they'd be smashed I'd, be, I'd, I'd hit the mute button right here on this on this board and i'd be like all right y'all, y'all got this yeah. and i'd be smashing christmas cookies so like i struggle with like um i guess like that accountability and holding myself accountable like when i'm out on the go yeah and like dude you're busy right mm-hmm. you're all over the place like we tend to like eat on the go mm-hmm. right yeah. like i i eat one meal a day at home that's usually dinner and even then, it's probably four to five nights a week. I eat one meal a, a day at home. The rest is on the go. So I'm, I'm rolling around with a bag of fruit and nuts and granola bars and things like that. Um, but if the temptation is there, I take it. And right. So like, how do I like train myself to like? I wonder how much that of that is. Um, you know, your brain and, and our addictive personalities. You know, we got to have that because we get high. We get a high off that stuff. You yes. know. A lot of it is that because right. like, yeah. there's been times at work, like, I mean, it's, re- I work retail. It's, it's like high pace, always on the, on your feet. You don't really like s- sit down and have a lunch break, but so there's always like snack foods and things like that around. And there's been times where like, okay, I was like experiment with a certain kind of diet a few months ago. I did a 30 day little, mm. little diet thing. Carnivore, yeah, and so days you thought it was, yeah, thirty days, and so, um, in doing that, like there was a couple days where like I could not resist the temptation to eat the snacks in the break room at work. Like Mm -hmm. I physically, it was like a drug. Like it Mm -hmm. really was. Like I'm in tune with like my body, and like through my meditation, I've learned to like um, pay attention to like physical sensations Mm -hmm. and cravings and things like that. And there was a time where like. It was like, I would compare it to quitting smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I quit smoking cigarettes, that craving, it was so strong that I like literally almost could not physically stop myself from eating a donut, mm-hmm. right? right? In the break room. So like, I don't know. It, how, how, what do you do? How do you do it? How do you, how do you encourage and support and... I think, I mean, the, the best answer to that, because it's hard to tell somebody, don't do that. Like, oh, yeah. you, you, there's no way that you can do that, because then if they fail, then they just get that, like, shameful, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm just going to keep eating. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. So I think just having those healthy alternatives, I know that's mm-hmm. what helps me, like, you know, pick up a banana instead of a cookie or something. You know, do something like that. Try to find something yeah. that's, well, it's yeah. got a lot of healthy shit, got sugars in it anyways, but... Well, no, I mean, I'm glad that you bring that up because there's a very big misconception that, and I've been asked multiple times, especially with people with diabetes, that, well, fruit sugar. So what's the difference between me eating a banana and what's the difference yeah. between me eating let's, a cookie because this, yeah. it's sugar. And those are completely separate things. Um, you know, sugar, yeah, sugar is sugar, but there's multiple different types of sugar. And so fruit has what's called fructose in it. 
And the natural fructose provides you things that candy, cookies, cake can't provide you. Okay. So fructose and fruits have fiber, vitamins, everything else. So when you eat that fruit, the fiber keeps you full longer versus the cookie, which is quick energy that you're going to probably want more sugar once that sugar wears off. Right. So eat as much. Yeah. Eat as much fruit as you want. I mean, there's not anywhere in there. Any research is going to say eat as much fruit as you want. There, there's no limit to the sugar that you can have with fruit. Did you hear that, everybody? <laughs> Don't be picking up no Christmas cookies. Get you some fruit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah. Had, I had recently had somebody at school um, say something to me about I, had, I, I like was rolling into class a few minutes late and I was starving. And all I had was my little my little go to bag that I carry around. And all I had left in there was bananas. And I like crushed like four bananas in a row. And, and it was one of my instructors. She was like, I can't believe that you would eat that much sugar in like one in oh like one gosh. sitting. And I was just like. That's all I got. And I needed some energy <laughs> oh and I'm God. starving. Like, what do you make you feel, man? Yeah, it's like yeah. sh- shaming me for eating bananas. How dare you? Yeah. I eat so many bananas yeah. a day. We have two things of bananas sitting in our house right now. And I'm, I mean, and I'd probably don't eat enough as much as, you know, I'm doing and, and training and stuff. And I, because of that, I mm-hmm. had that misconception like, oh, I don't need that. Just, it's going to go to my love handles. And like, <laughs> no. <laughs> my love handles. My love handles. No. And I mean, different fruits have different purposes. So some fruits have antioxidants. Like if you eat strawberries and blueberries, they help you from getting sick. And, you know, bananas are good for potassium. There's so many different what things. Else? Go ahead and throw out some more. Oh, gosh. Um, apples and oranges. What's that? Apples and oranges. Apples tend to have a lot more fiber, so they're really good for fiber. Oranges are vitamin C, so grapefruit and oranges are good for um, vitamin C, things of that nature. So, I mean, those things really, I mean, eat as many bananas as you want. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that I'm saying that because I eat a lot of bananas, so I'm not going to shame you whenever I do (laughs) it too. So, no shame in that. That's good to know because I was like, I was just like that day, I was just like, oh, man. Um I don't know. Like, again, <laughs> I, I tend to try to eat pretty healthy. Like, I don't, like, I tr- I really try not to, like, overconsume, and I really try to, like, um, not, like, indulge in those things. And it happens every now and then, but not, yeah. you know. Um, one of the things that I'd heard like, a couple weeks ago on a podcast, um, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, there was a professor from some university, and he, were at the, he was talking about nutrition and in he said like a good general kind of rule of thumb specifically for the novice like myself um, is to try to eat across the color spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Because like foods with colors, bright, you know, vivid kind of colors in them tend to have a broader array of like nutrients and vitamins and things like that. So he's like, if you can eat as many colors across the color spectrum in one day. Mm-hmm. Like um, what? Like, like yellow bananas, red apples, um, green or orange carrots. Like yeah. just eat a little bit of each color. Yeah. Green. Yeah. Uh, so that's why you peppers. got carrots. And <laughs> you see, oh, I got <laughs> yeah. carrots. In yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like but. He, he was saying to like, try to do that for somebody that's not on like one of these specific, like keto diets or somebody right. that's not one on, on one of these. Um, you know, specific guideline diet just for the average layperson rolling through life, like try to eat across those color, color patterns, color spectrums. I, uh, 
I had to do little little research myself the other day because Caitlin and I are always traveling and stuff. You know, always on the road, and we, so we catch ourselves a lot of times stopping in gas stations. Right. So I was on there like, what's the health? If there is such a thing, what's the healthiest thing I can get in a gas station? And and so I've come to the conclusion of just getting a banana and a piece of beef jerky. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stay away from everything else because there's nothing else in there really that's um you know going to really benefit me. Well, even like the beef jerky, like. Uh, when I was doing that carnivore thing, um, I was, yeah, dude. Uh, he didn't want, he, so this is funny. He wanted to keep yeah. it secret, right? Because he thought we was going to have Peter knocking on the oh door. Oh, my like, God. picket liners. <laughs> we're, we're recording over at Western. So, yeah, we can just go ahead and go there now. Um, it's like, there. yeah. Um, you know, I was hearing a lot about this um, from a lot of different, like, professors and people that I listen to on podcasts and stuff. And it's more like for specific um, issues like autoimmune disorders Mm -hmm. and things like that. Like they've found benefits in this like carnivore thing. So I was like, you know, just like anything else, like try it. I was suggested to try it for like 30 days. Right. So you literally eat nothing but meat, salt and water Mm -hmm. for 30 days. Nothing else. Meat. So you can salt your meat. That's it. That sounds horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that sounds sounds like a really bad diet yeah and so um i did it for like 30 days and like me and caleb were talking about it like on the side of the podcast because i did i didn't know how like people People would respond to to that yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and i did not end up sticking with it uh, for obvious reasons It's, it's a lot of work like i was talking about eating on the go all the time it's not like i can like carry a steak in my back pocket you can't <laughs> yeah. what? Um, put in your you know pocket there pre-cooking food and stuff like that mm-hmm. it just it just wasn't conducive to like my lifestyle and i didn't really notice like um drastic benefits to my physical for obvious reasons i would I imagine so. but, like those that have these issues <laughs> like it you know there's a lot of people out there that have these specific like issues that it seems to be very beneficial to it um so where was I going with that? I was that? about to Why say, where I, were we headed? I don't yeah. remember. I was going to do something too. Oh yeah, and it, <laughs> I mean, just this just this time of year is so like crucial to people because you get you, everybody's just forms this perception in their mind, and they're just like, it's the holidays. I'm gonna eat what I want, and then I'll get back here. You know. Yeah, New Year's resolution. You're right, right. And why? I mean, it doesn't have to be that way. You know what I mean? No. Like, um, so I, I mean, I just hear a lot of people talking about that, and it's just uh, you know, in recovery. It's called the, uh, it's known, as, the holidays are known as the uh, Bermuda Triangle. Right. So we got, and then on the reservation, we got Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and Percat. Mm-hmm. Bam, so bam, bam. I don't know what that, what that is. That's four things, though. But anyways, um, and I just see so many people, like, uh, in class, and they're talking, they're like, oh, I went to eight Thanksgiving dinners. And I'm oh, like, Lord. what are you talking Like, I mean, you know, it's it's more... It's it should be more than just um I might get stoned for this, but just getting off of substances like you need to take a holistic approach. You need to yes. take your I mean, because so many people come in recovery and then get you know get they start um down this pathway of just eating Christmas cookies and everything. Next thing you know, they're diabetic or they're smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. Next, you know what I mean? So right. it's coming up with healthy replacements in those those outlets. When I first got into recovery, I had no intentions on like that aspect of of changing that aspect of my life. Right. Like, when I was in the treatment center, like they would take us to Walmart on Saturdays, and it was like our only day of the week that we'd get out, you know. 
in the general public and like i would just load up on like twinkies and like <laughs> i mean you name it dude um and what i what happened was while i was in there one of my homies one of my buddies that was with me he was eating like granola and yogurt for breakfast mm -hmm. like we weren't going down to the cafeteria and eating what they were providing we were allowed we had a little mini fridge and we were allowed to like get our own food and he was like yeah try some of this yogurt and granola and stuff and like it was damn good yeah you know so like i <laughs> yeah. was like all right i'll start with like baby steps and these little things right. cha changing little things in mm -hmm. my life and then i noticed like somewhat of a significant difference right. in uh -huh. the way that i was feeling having like gone through detox and like my body like physically changing after years of um years of abuse mm -hmm. right um but there was no intention at the beginning yeah and i don't think many i don't think that that's ever the intention i think you have one goal in mind right and that's that's detox and recovery and you're not really thinking about well, what what should i eat i don't think that's the logical thing to think but really and truly what and it goes for anybody um not just people in recovery but um what we put in our body really has a big effect on everything it energy does. level mental health anything and everything you can think of you know, if you put crap in your body, you're going to feel like crap. I hope there's some people out there. I'm thinking all kinds of people that need to be listening. <laughs> yeah, but really and truly, I mean. We all do. I mean, yes. I, I'm, I need, I'm, I'm teachable. I'm trying to soak it all in. I'm trying to take it all in here. Yeah, because I mean, I know for myself, and it doesn't happen very often, but if I do eat fast food or, you know, fried chicken or whatever it is, I automatically feel fried chicken. <laughs> like fried chicken. Fried chicken that's I'm it. thinking fast food, Big Mac. That's my thing. Or really? <laughs> Mine's yes. Bojangles. I don't, it's just, I do you know. love some, the uh, buffalo bites, the yeah. roasted chicken bites. I just do the little chicken oh, tenders. Hey, we're, we're talking about nutrition, man. Yeah, like <laughs> scratch <laughs> all of that, everybody that's listening. Tighten don't up, pay, don't pay any attention. But whenever I do <laughs> eat stuff like that, or I eat, you know, cake or, I just feel gross. Like yeah. I don't feel yeah. good and I don't feel very energetic and I feel lethargic. And so, I, I mean, it's a big, big difference whenever you put something in your body that, you know, one, you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. You're like, I just ate a really healthy meal. And then afterwards you don't feel sluggish. You feel like you can do what you need to do. Everything of that nature. So it's just as important. When Caitlin and I first started dating and, uh, several times I got up and I would sneak in to the kitchen <laughs> and the next morning she'd be asleep right the next morning it goes back to like just feeling bad she I see her the next you know she'd wake up and I'm like I gotta tell you something she's like what I said I snuck in there last night and ate some milk and cookies <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I just felt I just yeah. felt like you know I felt bad about it I don't know <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing, no. you know what I mean? Like to just want to hold myself accountable to right, exactly. Exactly. In the day and age, right? This is kind of something that's just so ironic. In the day and age where, um, you know, obesity just like mm -hmm. addiction, it doesn't discriminate. But in the day and age where, um, you know, people who live below the poverty line, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, tend to be more obese right right so like i think that i would like to know ask you is it is it truth or is it a is it a myth that like is it not affordable to eat healthy because like i me being oh, yeah because me i hear you hear it all the time like when you have these conversations <laughs> with people mm -hmm. but me being a single man that lives alone mm -hmm. who that doesn't make 
I work for damn near minimum wage part time, right? So mm-hmm. like I I don't have I can't afford to spend hundreds of dollars at the grocery store every week, but I can afford to eat healthy, right? I mm-hmm. can go to the grocery store and spend fifty bucks and have it last me three or four days. Right. If you do it the right way. So like is it but that's just me a single man by myself when you add in like partners two or three kids two or three kids that are cleaning eating out of house like is it affordable for um the average household to eat a simply healthy lifestyle or diet i'm sure you've done a lot of papers on this or something haven't you i haven't written papers on this specifically but we have many of conversations sorry um about that um so interesting fun fact for you, we have found that more people who make more money tend to eat fast food more. So it's not necessarily people in low why? income. I have no idea. We don't. Con- I don't. Convenience. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know why. But we did find that statistic and I looked at it and I kind of tilted my head and was like, that's not what I would have anticipated. Um, but we do find that to be true of people who kind of make more money tend to eat um, fast food more. But nonetheless, I do think it's feasible. Um, I have one of my colleagues, Trisha Grave. I don't know if you've met her. She works for the Swain Health Department. She's the public health educator there. She teaches at Western also. And she, for her class project this semester, she gave them the project that they had to go to the grocery store. And I think she gave them like 10 to $15 to spend at the grocery store. And they had to come out with a healthy meal. Um, and so that's good. Right. And so (laughs) she's awesome. And so, and then what they did was they donated that food that they bought back to a shelter. Um, so they had healthy food there. So, I mean, it's definitely possible. What what was they getting? What kind of stuff was they getting? I didn't ask her. So I don't, I don't want to miss what what would I have gotten? 10 or $15. To me, 15 bucks is a lot for a meal. Yeah. A healthy meal, dude. I mean, I think it just depends on the person. I think it's very feasible if you meal prep. Meal prep is so important before you go to the grocery store and not being hungry before you go to the grocery store. Right. If you're like me and you're hungry and you go to the grocery store, you're grabbing every single thing like, oh, yeah, I'll eat that. I'll eat that. Kind of like I was trying to do in a cafeteria. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) Exactly. What I've learned is to like plan that process. Like have a shop, a grocery list and even have a plan of like what I'm going to prepare with this food. Exactly. Okay. Here, this is the recipe I'm going to use and I need blank, 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 and blank. And I add it to my shopping list and then I roll in the store and I get that. Right. Get those items. Right. So what about somebody, like I said, Caitlin and I have yet to cook a meal in our house. What are you waiting for, man? Well, I mean, honestly, shout out Matt Bryant. Hey, we get meals from Matt a lot you of can times. Get, yeah, you yeah. can, you can yeah. Uh, drop your orders at? At Mad Meal, Mad Meal Preps. Preps. Yep, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Matt, I'm trying to give you some love. I sent him share the... Uh, we'd like, like to get post. him on the show, too. Yeah, he'll be so. coming up soon. But yeah, I mean, just like some... Some tips for people that's always on the go. Yeah. Like, do you got anything? Well, I'm always on the go. So I I hear that. Um, Again, I would just reiterate meal prep. Just like you said, the mad meals are perfect. You already know what you have planned. Well, you seen me coming here. Yeah, you had it already. So that's perfect. If you have it in your container, you have what you need for that meal. You bring it with you. You know if you can heat it up or not. Like Mm -hmm. you knew you were coming to the hospital so you could heat it up. Um, and that's what I do with most of my meals is I, you know, I try and plan, okay, well, I'm going to get X, Y, and Z, like you said, because I know I want to make grilled chicken and quinoa and asparagus, whatever it may be. Mm, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so then you you kind of portion it out too. If you live by yourself or you live with somebody else, you portion it out for each meal. And so you have multiple of each thing. Um, but I do think what you did today is just bring, yeah. you know. Those tacos were from Matt? Matt, yeah. Were they? And I didn't need to braid. Yeah. Try not to go to my love handles. <laughs> you didn't eat the tortilla? Uh-uh. You want it? Get out of the trash can for <laughs> oh you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dana's listening right now. Dana, I love you guys. Thank you for always supporting us and everything. Um, One of the things that, like, you know, in doing these meal preps, like, that's, that's, uh, you have to, like, in order for somebody to, like, commit to doing something like that, they have to, like, understand the, the, not risk or reward, but like what is the outcome for right. their time is so valuable. Like how many yeah. hours a week do you spend meal prepping for say your Monday through Friday shifts at the hospital? Mm-hmm. And then like for the mother of single mother of three, mm. how does she like figure that into like her routine? Because like we know how difficult it is to start new routines, right? right? Like just the exercise and just the yoga um, committing to this change, especially when you might not like, you don't see instant results. We live in a society right. that looks for instant gratification. Right. right. And like, you don't see the weight on your body until you have had like 77 whoppers in a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? right. Like you don't see it. It doesn't hit you that day. And it's the yeah. same thing with losing the weight. And it's the same state. You like, you don't see what's going on inside mm-hmm. of your body, how hard, how hard your heart is working and how your arteries are filling up, clogging mm-hmm. up. Like you don't physically see right. that. You don't, t- a lot of people, shit, healthcare is an issue in this country. So like a lot of people can't afford to go to the doctor. So they don't even know that they have something wrong until, right. it, until it's too late. Yeah. Right. Until you hit, get that diagnosis or you have right. that heart attack or you, the diabetes, you get diagnosed with diabetes, mm-hmm. whatever the case mm-hmm. is, like people don't know that they have an issue. Um, so like, how do you justify to somebody that, that is, you know, uneducated in these topics, right? Like yeah. when I was in school, like there was something that was kind of like talked about often, but it's hard. Like, I think in this society that we live in today, like it's, it's difficult. There's some, a little bit of a disconnect and like, it's hard to like incorporate that to like everybody. Right. And so listening to you talk, all I can think about is I have to give a plug to um, my employee wellness programs because number one, every program that we run or I run here, we do assessments before we start. So I do not a full blood panel, but they do get their glucose, cholesterol, and um, we talk about things like that. So if their glucose is high, then I say, okay, I can't check your A1C, but here's someone who can. Um, so that way, at least it's a free screening for them and they know like, okay, I'm not in the healthy range. I do need to go see my doctor before it is too late, like what you're saying. Um, and so that assessment starts the program and then the program we continue um, and we do sessions like this. So um, in the upcoming program that I have this year in 2019, we're actually going to do a meal prep class. So we're going to do stuff like that. And we um, did a class on sugar as a drug. Really anything and everything. Yeah. I mean, really anything and everything you can think of health and wellness wise, I try and educate because it's like what you're saying. I mean, if you don't know, then you you don't know any different. And so if, you know, if more people know about it, then maybe they can make those changes 
And what I also work with them on is goal setting. Like you and I were talking about earlier of end in mind of what's your goal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, great. Whenever I was teaching students would have goals. Okay. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose X, Y, and Z. Fabulous. How are you going to do that? Um, and so what I do with them is they have to fill out a worksheet with me and we go step by step of, okay, who's holding you accountable? Number one, number two, what's your, your, your baby goals. So I always say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like your mini goals. So my, my main goal would be, okay, let's lose 10 pounds. My mini goal is going to be going to the gym five times a week. Another mini goal, only eating out once a week. Um, and then, you know, kind of having those stepping stone markers and judging how I'm going to meet that goal. And so I think what you're saying is the same thing of trying to figure out, you know, goal setting, working towards that goal and having those educational pieces and it brings everything together. Don't you give them incentives as well? Some programs we do. Um, we <clears throat> do give them incentives and we hope that employers give them incentives, but in my mind, your health should be your number one incentive. So, right. well, somebody that's just now coming into it, you know, a lot of times you got to have something there. Oh, I incur. agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Research shows that um, from the get go. If you provide them an incentive, they're going to do it. I uh, I do some personal training. I was sharing with y'all this morning about how I like to switch it up, and I just had an idea the other day that it's, it's cool for me to come in, have some you know workout plan for the people I train, and everything. But I like to keep it mixed up a little bit and so i gave them an opportunity one of them opportunity to train me this morning <laughs> yeah she it was tough so i saw really i saw a video from this morning of you doing some uh double push-up jump ropes. rope oh jumping jump rope. rope getting mad getting frustrated what, where was that at <laughs> you didn't see it no somebody had some video of you getting frustrated trying to Doing your jump rope or something? That's you know funny. what I'm talking about? Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> That's funny. That one's um, supposed to be out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I think that it was awesome because it shows that the the man is human. Exactly, you know he's human. Saying? Yeah, the man yeah. is human. It was. I mean, just to mix it up though, and and you know, to keep keep them encouraged, you know, yeah. give them an opportunity to. Exactly. Um, these programs that you speak of, yes. Chelsea, they are offered to. What is it? Anyone. Anybody in our community? Or well, so the way the programs work, and when I'm trying to expand now, um, we have programs in Jackson, Swain, and Graham school systems. We also have programs in um, Swain County, like the Swain County employees and Graham County employees. The hospital employees um, are part of the program. Um, and a few other businesses are a part. Um, they, the program looks different for everybody, but I implore anybody and everybody to kind of reach out if they have any questions or want to be a part of a program or start a program because that's really what my job is about. I guess that's where I was going at. I was like, who do they, where would they go to reach out? It would be me. Um, and we can post my email on the site okay. after we're done here or my, my phone either way. Well, we will do that. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely do that. One another thing that like, you know, me being somebody that's not like physically fit, the mm -hmm. physically fittest person on the planet. Yet. Yet. This um, Rob Goggins over here. That's right. I have been, I, dude, I've been, ask Bianca, man. I've been crushing this yoga, dude. Have you? Did you, do you, um, do you remember the podcast with, uh, Jake the Snake? <clears throat> yeah. You listened to it? Yep. So I got the DDP yoga. Did you really? Oh, yeah. And I've been doing it for two weeks now, every day. 
um, up to like about 45 minutes every day. And it's not your typical. It's not regular yoga. Yeah. It's like core strength and conditioning, like resistance training. And you'd be hollering and screaming and everything, right? All kinds of stuff, dude. Yeah. yeah. We need to get together and do it. I, I bought it. I paid for okay. it. So, I need some um, yoga in my life. I'm, it's, I'm dude, it's so solid. stiff. Um, but me being the person that wasn't really like super into that kind of stuff, um, what really got me interested in this topic and like having this conversation today, like on a personal level was, um, the relationship with what we eat mm. in our cognitive performance, yeah. right? It's, it's not something that like, when you think about nutrition and you think about diet and the foods that we consume, you tend to think about the physical aspects of that. Mm -hmm. You don't hear a lot about like the cognitive relationship to it. So me being a college student, I don't like get to um, one of my hobbies, mm -hmm. you know, in recovery is I enjoy reading. Right. Yeah. I like did not take care of myself for so long that I'm trying to like absorb as much knowledge and information as I can. So I like to read from like a variety of like spectrums of of information. But being a full-time college student, working a job, doing all this, um, during the semester, I don't have a lot of time to, right. to do that, right? So what I tend to do is, like, collect books. Mm -hmm. And then when – I'm sure you know, being yeah. a, a former student, but I tend to I collect books throughout the semester. And then when I have a little bit of break, just, like, bust through them. But one of the things that I, I discovered last semester, I talked about it somewhere, is an app called Blink, Blinkist. And what it is, is it's kind of like a Cliff Notes mm. deal. So you can um, either read or listen to the audio book um, in 15 minutes. So they give you all the high spots for the entire book huh. in 15 minutes. <laughs> wow. <That> <laughs> is yeah. But like for what so do you think, Jesse? That is today's society yeah, right there. It totally for you. is. It totally is today's society. But for somebody like me, like it was perfect. So like what I would do, I set a goal. I was going to, I'm going to listen to one every single day. Mm -hmm. Right. And then if I enjoy the book, it goes on my wish list. There and you then go. when the semester's over, I'll go back and read okay. it. So what got me going on this is one of the, one of the books that I came across um, that was just fabulous was called Genius Foods. Mm -hmm. And it was all about the cognitive performance and relationship to the foods that we consume and the way that our brain works right. and, the, and the function of our brain. And so um, with that being said, like, I just, I don't know, I wanted to like maybe pick your brain. If you were, are you on <laughs> any of that? Are you, is that anything on your radar is like the stuff that you guys do mostly like, um, I mean, I think that's always a part of the conversation for me anyways, of nutrition. It, for me, health is all encompassing and all focusing and nutrition is the same way. What you put in your body is going to affect you physically as well as mentally and emotionally. Um, and so, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm well-versed or an expert in cognitive performance and nutrition, but I definitely um, have been reading and have been kind of following up with things of that nature. So, What is your, uh, just for everybody out there listening, your degrees in? Uh, he loves to ask me this <laughs> he question. <always> he really <laughs> does. He loves to ask me. So I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. Um, I have a master's degree in sport and exercise psychology. I'm a certified health coach, and I'm currently getting my PhD in health and human performance. And you're doing that at Chicago? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome, Chelsea. Thank That's you. Amazing, amazing stuff. Heck yeah. And teaching. 
Yes. And teaching, right? Yes. What um you get any kind of like in like sharing this information with students? Or is there any kind of resistance from them? And like what kind of creative ways do you uh, overcome that? That's what I was wanting to know because this is like you t- you're 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 coming in. It's like people are they're comfortable. Like I don't want you telling me. I don't want you know what I mean. Like yeah. how, so, how do you how do you balance that out? How do you go and talk to people about? health and wellness and nutrition and stuff. Is that like, what you was asking? Like right? my students or yeah. Yeah. participants? Just like just anybody, yeah. yeah. Anybody. It just depends, honestly. Um, I think that I see success and I think that anybody would see success whenever you um, build a relationship. And so you, anytime that I'm teaching or anytime that I'm doing these programs, I never want anyone to think that I know more than they do or that, um, because again, like I said in the beginning, they are the expert in their own body and they know themselves right. more than I do. And so <clears throat> I always try and kind of make them feel comfortable and let them know that I'm just here to support. I'm not here to say, you're doing this wrong. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, I think usually my first question is always, you know, what's your goal? How can I help? Um, that's what I'm here for is to help. And so that's usually how I approach people is just how can I help? That's the same thing with recovery. I mean, you can't go in and say what you're doing is wrong. It's the same thing, meeting people where they're at. Exactly. The same thing with you when you're working with a new client. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized I've been going too easy on them now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wait till I show you this video. You're trying to jump rope. <laughs> Mate, I'm you? looking forward to seeing this video. <laughs> I went to go find it, and then I got distracted with this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. What does your What does your diet look like at home? Oh God, you had to got to live it, right? Yeah, and I really do. I try to practice what I preach genuinely. Um, if I'm going to tell somebody that they should probably do that, then I'm not going to ask them to do anything I wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and be a hypocrite and say that I don't eat cookies and I don't indulge in different things. Um, How often though? It just depends. Honestly, it really just depends on what my week's been like. And, um, I turn the volume down. He's like, dang it. <laughs> what is going on? What's going on, man? Gonna, where is that? It's at the gym. Yeah. I mean, is that, where's that at? Like Facebook? in your workout? Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We're having to pause yeah. to watch Caleb's jump rope. <laughs> You're like swinging that thing around. Oh, You're mad. My goodness. Okay. Anyways, he's human. He's human. Yeah, he's human. Exactly. He's human. When we post the uh, podcast, we'll go ahead and post this video. Yeah, attach okay. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, my diet, I mean, I'm human too. And so I, you know, I'm not ever going to say that I have a perfect diet, that I meal prep every single week, that I do all of these things because that would be a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so my diet just looks different based upon what my week looks like, how busy I am, how much physical activity I can get in, things of that nature. I'll be honest, the more the more active I am, the more lenient I am with myself about what I can eat. Like you on your race days, if I have a really big gym day, then I'll eat a waffle for breakfast and not feel bad about it. Um right. So, well, to be I'll fair, it's a protein it. waffle. So let's let's not get what too wild. Like? So I usually buy like the Kodiak, whatever, Kodiak cakes. It's the mix in Ingles um, and Have it's protein. Oh, I, I need some of yeah, that. Yeah. Ingles has it? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's, I mean, I won't lie. It's expensive, but 
it's really good. Um, and they have different ones. Like you can do oats or dark chocolate or, or whatever it is. Um, but so my diet, usually I don't eat a lot of red meat. You, you can Why? ask anybody. I don't. It's a personal choice. It's not like I, I'm in PETA or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> like that. Um, it Do hurts you have my some stomach. data, though, on that of like red meat and the benefits or the, I mean, like. Yeah, no, I mean, red meat, anybody with heart disease or heart conditions shouldn't be eating a lot of red meat. Um, typically, red meat has a lot of salt in it because they have to cure that meat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard on your heart. It's harder to digest. It has higher fat content. It's not a lean meat. So uh, that's why I don't eat a lot of red meat. Um, if I do eat red meat, it's usually steak, honestly. And steak tends to be a little bit more lean, um, depending upon what steak you buy. So I usually do a lot of lean meat. I'll do chicken, turkey, fish. And that's usually what my diet looks like. Um, it just depends. I'm not afraid of carbs. I'll just go ahead and say that right now. People are so terrified of carbs, I but I am not. Um, love handles. Love handles. <laughs> Bailey. No, 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 no. So good carbs, you need good carbs to right. survive, especially with how much you work out and how much I work out. So with carbs, they um, actually provide you energy because they get mm-hmm. produced into sugar, but a good kind of sugar. So, so what's some good carbs? How do you get good carbs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, perfect question. So good carbs would be like whole wheat, um, fruits and vegetables are considered carbs most of the time because they have fiber and sugar in them. Um, beans are a type of carb and protein. So think whole foods. Just think whole foods. Um, the bad carbs would be your white bread, your candy, pasta. cookies. I'm not afraid of pasta either, honestly. I'll eat a little bit of pasta every now and then. I usually will eat whole wheat pasta or what I'll do is I'll make zoodles. You can do you can spiralize zucchini and oh, turn yeah, them into dude. the noodles, yeah, mm-hmm. or like butternut squash things. Zoodles. Like that. Yeah, I zoodles. call them zoodles. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat a lot of the, like if we had a health food store around yeah. here, you could buy it already. I've yeah. been we've been kicking around that idea, Caitlin and I, about getting a green grocery store in Cherokee. Oh yeah, because I think it'd be centrally mm-hmm. located because a lot of people go to. I mean, from Nantahala have to go to. Asheville, yeah, right. Silver, yeah. Bryson. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that'd be uh, just an idea. Yeah. yeah, we've been talking about that for a while. Though. The Ingles has that though. That's how I yeah in Bryson City. Anyways, <coughs> really? they have that. Yeah, they have a really good um, fresh market section. Honestly, because that's how I got turned on to butter squash noodle. I can't even talk. <laughs> butter nut squash noodles or zucchini Zo- noodles. Zoodles. Zoodles, yes. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're called. I think they just call them zucchini noodles or zuki- I don't know what they call them. Um, but that's usually what I'll do for... Pasta. Yeah. Okay. For whole wheat pasta. I've gotten on to um, spinach and artichoke ravioli recently, Ooh, which is yummy. Good. It's delicious. Yeah. It's already prepackaged, though, is my only issue with it. And I wish I could figure out how to make it myself without it being super time-consuming. Mm. But I have a feeling making your own pasta would be ridiculously time-consuming. Yeah. So. The Trader Joe's has it, like, already fresh. And yeah. And, like, a bunch of different kinds. It's just amazing. Yeah. But don't be afraid of carbs was really what I was getting at. Because good carbs are, are good for you. Good carbs. Yes, not especially bad Especially if you're doing things like exercise. Yes. Or I, and I, you have I guess to have it. My thing is, like. I don't think that uh, when I do eat carbs, I try to make sure I do my best to try to make sure I, I'm eating them around lunchtime. I don't yes. think anybody should be eating them like at six, seven o'clock at night. Right. You know, so um, it just depends. Honestly, like I, 
I'm guilty of coming home after hot Pilates and the Pilates class starts at 630. So I don't get home until eight. And so sometimes I will eat the ravioli at night, but I don't feel bad about it because <laughs> right. I just worked so yeah. hard. So I'm like, I have to eat something. And usually what will happen, and I hope that people are listening to this, is you can eat what you want in the right portion size. Right. So you shouldn't have to limit what you eat. You just limit how much of it that you do eat. And if you're the person that you know that you can't stop, like you were saying earlier, you're going to eat mm-hmm. five donuts in a row. Then you, if you it's know, around. Yeah, <laughs> then you know, and you shouldn't eat a donut to start the five donut spin. But if you know that you can portion <laughs> it, then um, just control your portions. Somebody had, you know, just like in recovery, um, somebody has decided to take some action, take some steps to change what they eat, yeah. maybe work on um, their fitness a little bit. And they do well for a short period of time and they resort back to their old eating habits, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens is just like in, you know, using substances that carries a lot of guilt, maybe some shame. And Mm -hmm. um, it really like they struggle to get back on the diet because, oh, it didn't work or this and that. I didn't see the instant results that I was looking for. And it's not convenient for me to do this so like how do like what are the what are the best steps or techniques to like maybe number one prevent that from like happening right and then also like if it does happen how do we like how do we like accept that it did and like get back on it how do we keep maintain that like drive and, and motivation to to get back if we did fall off of mm-hmm. our little diet, like Caleb mentioned, the hol- holidays coming up. People holidays are, are tough. You know? They are tough. I, but, I mean, I know what you're saying, and I think that there's not a miracle answer or we would all be – the BC rate wouldn't be what it is. <laughs> it's more than just – and I always say this, it's more than buying a Fitbit and a gym membership. Amen to that. Because <laughs> that's what a yes. lot of people think. Like, all right, I'm going to do this. Yeah. It is. And if my mother's listening, I'm sorry. I'm not, I promise I'm not trying to throw you into the bus. <laughs> um, but I preach and preach because she drinks, well, my whole family drinks soft drinks. Like, it's going out of style. Um, and so, you know, Mountain Dew is her vice and she drinks Mountain Dew for her coffee in the morning or she drinks Mountain Dew progressively throughout the day. And so, um, she, she did an assessment with me and I said, you, this is the first step. Like you, okay. That's cool. Step number one is let's not, let's cut out the soft drinks. And that was really hard for her. How does she, how does she react to that? Not well, um, (laughs) at all. (laughs) And so the reason that I'm bringing that up is because the, what I told her is if you don't have it around, then you can't, it's not there mm-hmm. for you to have. And so that's what she, that was her first step was not buying them anymore and just whatever they had in the house. And she would limit herself to say like one a day or whatever it was until they ran out and she just wouldn't buy anymore. Um, and she didn't see the results like you were talking about. She didn't see the results that she wanted to see. And so she was like, I, I came back to the house one day and I said, mom, you're drinking your Mountain Dew again. What happened? And she said, well, I didn't see any results. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to drink my mm. Mountain Dews. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> and so it's just stuff like that. Like I understand people get discouraged because you mm-hmm. don't see the results you want to see right away. Um, people go to the gym. I see memes all the time. People going to the gym 
and saying, I spent 30 minutes in the gym and I didn't lose my 10 pounds. Right. <laughs> and it, it is <coughs> discouraging, but I think that what you're saying is what happens when you fall off and you get back on the wagon. Uh, it all goes back to the goal setting and the plan of, okay, here's the steps I'm going to take whenever I, you know, when my students were doing this, I would ask them to make a plan and then I would ask them to reevaluate that plan. Okay. Going to the gym's not working. What's going to work? Um, taking that out of your house. Is that going to work? If it's not, okay, let's find a different plan. But I do, I do think that people shouldn't be shamed for falling off the wagon or not having success the first time. I mean, Eating bananas. We're not. <laughs> we're funny. human, right? We're right. human. And so as long as you get back on and you try it again and you try it a different way, I feel like you'll be successful if you continue to do the same things over and over again and get the same result. I mean, that's that's. How important do you think this time of year is to. Um, well, we, we spoke about it just briefly. Mm hmm. Um, how important do you think this time of year is to your fitness and nutrition goals? And and I'll, I'll piggyback off that in just a minute about New Year's like resolutions and stuff. Yeah, New Year's. Um, I think I might have a different opinion on this than you might think. So I think that, and because I am a Christmas lover, Christmas is my favorite time she, of the year. She loves it so much she put it in her bag. I did, yeah. I did. <laughs> I really do. Um, so I think that it's okay to indulge a little bit, but not overindulge. Okay. Um, for me, it's Christmas time. I love Christmas. I'm going to eat some cookies and not feel bad about it at all. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I always say that, but I feel awful after. Really? <laughs> yes. I like don't. yesterday, um, I went to this this thing down Murphy spoke, mm -hmm. and they give us give us these boxes, and they had um, cupcakes and peanut butter balls and everything. And so last night, I bring them into the house, and I was going to give I, I gave them away. So, anyways, I bring them to the house, and I'm standing there, and I'm just looking at them, and I'm just like, I open the box up. I ate a, a peanut butter ball, and I just felt so. I was shut the box, threw them in the vehicle, and took them and gave them away. Because <laughs> I'm like, for real, like I don't know what it is. It's just, anyways, go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> but what what creates that guilt in you? Um, I guess I guess where I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at, yeah. I feel like that can really just start building on top of each other. You know, right. I, can, I eat one of that, eat, eat a peanut butter ball, and then the next thing I'm doing, I'm stopping in McDonald's and getting a Big Mac. It's kind of like my recovery. I know that I can't go there. Perfect. So that's how I relate to it. No, I mean, I think that's perfect. Of you acknowledging that that one, because what people fail to understand is that just because you don't want to eat that peanut butter ball doesn't mean anything against anybody else or you're judging anybody for eating a peanut butter ball. And it doesn't make you any less either. Because I will take those peanut butter balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, But I mean, I think that it's great that you know that because I, I understand where you're coming from. For me personally, of I don't think I've shared this, but um, in my journey to health and fitness, I struggled um, for a little while with what most people would probably consider an eating disorder. And so... Um, I understand for myself that if I start down that rabbit hole of, no, you can't have that cookie or I battle myself with mm -hmm. that, then I, I'm like you where I'm going to go down that hill fast and I'm going to be 
in a place where you don't want to be. And, right. and I think that that relates back to mental health and nutrition in a big way of different things that you eat contribute to mental health and, and acknowledging yourself and knowing where in, where you can't and can't go. So one of the things that I kind of put on like the list of ideas that I wanted to ask you about, um, one of somebody tuning in, Tanya Williamson. Oh yeah. She wanted to know, um, it kind of relates to something that I was also thinking about. She says she deals with stress, stress, anxiety, and depression. Yeah. So my go-to is food. Mm -hmm. What is a better choice of food to go to? If I am going to stress eat, Mm -hmm. what are some healthy alternatives to what? Tanya, what, what problem? I'm sure like Doritos right. <laughs> yeah. or whatever. You yeah. Know. yeah. What, we, what do we tend to stress? Eat peanut butter balls, Doritos, <laughs> right, right, right. donuts right here. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a loaded question. It is a loaded question. Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure how I know how to respond. Um, so my first thought is, okay, well, one, what's causing the stress and two, how can mm. we more appropriately deal with the stress versus eating? Um, so like I said, I taught stress management. So finding a different outlet for managing that stress. And there's so many different outlets that we can use. Um, and so I think that I would implore her that whenever she gets to feel stressed and she feels that stress coming on to maybe go take a walk, um, maybe go outside and take a walk and then come back inside and see how much she feels or how much better she feels. Um, if I was going to say to pick a food, which I'm, I don't want to implore you to do this because, again, that continues to create that habit that you don't want to sustain. Um, make it something healthy like fruit, uh, your favorite fruit, strawberries, mm-hmm. blueberries, apples, whatever that may be. But, I, again, I would implore her to pick a different outlet for stress. I know that we're not all perfect. and I'm certainly not um, saying, no, don't do that. But there's so many better methods to use. You know what I mean? Certainly. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, I think that like stress is one of those inevitable yes. things that yes. are unavoidable. Every single one of us tuning in, sitting at this table will experience regular stress. But for some reason, we have this perception of life that like it's not supposed to be stressful. I have all these things, right? Mm-hmm. A, a family and a house and a car and a job. So my, why is my life stressful? Right. But it's unavoidable. So we tend to not have like a healthy relationship with yes. our stress. And so what are ways, what are techniques or ways that you can change your relationship with stress to know that like, yeah, it's shit hitting the fan right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's temporary, man. Right. You know, like, my car's in the shop or the bills are due and we're behind on the rent or whatever, whatever. And that like, you know, by stressing out, by changing the way I relate to that and saying that, okay, yeah, the rent's due, but guess what? I get paid on Friday. So is the landlord going to boot me out by Friday? So what am I stressing out about? Right. You know, I got like, some candles. I'm ready to burn. I got some burn. candles. I'm ready <laughs> yeah. to burn them. Like be yeah. resourceful. Like it's okay. It's kind of normalizing the experience and that it's okay to be stressed out. It's not okay to react in a way that would be harmful to myself or to my family or friend or whoever. Like, but that that in itself is a process. It's not something yeah. that like, what was our coping skill? Right, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Right, like I felt uncomfortable. I picked up a case of beer. I felt uncomfortable. I smoked crack. Like that's just yeah. that was the <laughs> right. Yeah. That yeah. was the relationship. 
No, I think that's a great question. And I often ask, so whenever I teach stress management or I do a stress management class, I always start off by saying who in this room doesn't have stress. Because if you, yeah, I mean, if you don't have stress, we need to talk because, you know, I have stress in my life and I'm not going to say I'm the best person at handling stress. I'm not going to sit here and do that either. Um, But I do think what you're saying is relating to stress. And I will share my 2018 goal um, was to be more grateful. So that was my New Year's resolution was to be more grateful. And I think that that's helped me with my stress level of acknowledging, okay, well, everyone in the, at the beginning of their day or the end of their day can say, what three things am I grateful for today? What, how many? Three. Okay. We can all come up with three things that we're grateful well, we for. We should be able to. And whenever <laughs> I do that activity, people are always so broad and they're always like, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my house. Perfect. But what I'm looking for is three things that day that went right versus what the one thing that went wrong and caused you to go haywire because for me i mean it's small little things in my day that can kind of break the camel's back we're not let's not go down my (laughs) stress hole here um but to sit there and to think during my day because i carve out that time every single morning it to start it out and say you know what i'm grateful for cody getting me coffee this morning shout out to cody love you um (laughs) And so um, him getting me coffee in the morning or, you know, a good run at the gym, Mm -hmm. those little things that kind of make my day that we can be grateful for. And I think that those are the key pieces to relating to stress. And it's selfless, you know, to to stop and think about like, well, this didn't go wrong or this didn't go right. You know, this went wrong. I mean, you just got to stop and and think about those things. And I mean, that's how we increase um, joy and happiness in life. Yeah. Here we are 12 months later since you started this Mm -hmm. practice. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's going on? Really and truly, y'all. I mean, it's, and it's so simple. And, and I, I missed a few days. I won't lie. Um, there are some days that I was like, crap, I forgot to do that. But then what I do is if I do miss a day or a week, then I go back and I think about those days and I ride in. So it makes me even more grateful. Mm -hmm. Um, and so a year later after doing this whole journey and just a small little book, I wish I had it here with me. I I can't even preach y'all enough to say that it's made a huge difference of the way I look at things of, you know, it might be raining outside or maybe my car's in the shop or maybe I had an argument with my mom that morning, whatever it may be, but those small little things make up your day. When, um, when somebody decides to like take this, take action and change their nutrition, yeah, change their diet, change their exercise, like, um, I guess what tends to work the best, like a radical shift in like eating habits mm-hmm. or something like a little bit more gradual, like you mentioned your mother. So like today I'm going to, for the net first two weeks, I'm yeah. going to cut out soda. And then in two weeks after that, I'm going to work on reducing some carbs, some unhealthy carbs. Mm -hmm. A few weeks after that, you know, is it is it a more gradual progression tend to um, be more lasting or is it something that is I'm going to go down to Whole Foods right now and just load up on the healthiest shit that I can find? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like what? Yeah. And then you're stuck with like four hundred dollars worth of food that you're right, not and that goes like, bad really that fast. That goes bad, yeah. So like, which, and I don't even know. I don't. I don't know. No, I think that's a great question, and I think 
if we're talking about, I want to say in recovery, gradual change, because if you change automatically, then you fail and you automatically feel guilty for not doing that one little thing that you should be doing. So that sets you back. So um, not even just for recovery, but gradual changes in general are the best solution that you can find because what research will tell you is that people who start things like fad diets, like the keto diet, and they sustain it for months and like a couple months, then you go, I mean, you make a big change in your life and it's hard to sustain that for a prolonged period of time. I have an example. One of my students, his goal for the semester that that was part of our project and part of the, the class was they had to set a goal and complete it and work on it throughout the semester. One of my students, his goal was to quit smoking. And so I said, we sat down and he said, I don't think I can do a cold turkey. Well, I don't want you to do a cold turkey. Um, we did it gradually. Like he said, okay, this is how many cigarettes I smoke this week. I smoke I don't know, a carton, two what whatever it was. And then we dimmed it down every single week. He'd say, okay, I'll smoke one less cigarette, one less whatever it is. And by the end of the semester, y'all, he, he didn't smoke anymore. Really? Yeah. Okay. Really and truly, he didn't smoke anymore. So the gradual progressions of slowly taking whatever it is out of your life tend to be more productive because you're mm -hmm. making those small changes. Right. And we can all adjust to a small change versus a huge change in your life that you're trying to fill a void with. That's a pretty fabulous story to like know that like here you are like a adjunct professor yeah at western carolina university to like there to educate yeah. students and you're making an impact on their lives like yeah not only are you are you like they're changing behaviors right. but that's like a skill set that they can take on and apply to the rest of their life and share with their friends and family and like yeah that and that was the goal was um I can tell, I can teach you what macronutrients, micronutrients yeah, are all your, day. I yeah, can grade your essays. I can do that all day <laughs> like, long. But the main project that I always assign is called the behavior change project. And we start out every semester. They set a goal. They sign a contract with me saying that they're going to complete it. And the statistically that tends to like hold yes. up, right? Well, number, they're getting a grade for it. So, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, oh. really? Yeah. So they, they have to do it. Um, and so my thing is, is they can do anything that they want to do. It's not just weight. It's not just some kids decide that they want to do, um, they want to save money. That's their goal. Some decide that they want to read more books. It doesn't have to relate to no, health. No, it doesn't have to. It's health for them. And so over the semester, we set a goal, they made, they sign a contract and then they write me out. They literally, and they, they, I know they hate me for it. And I tell them every semester, you're going to hate me for this, but once it's over, you'll love me. They have to create and plan every single day. What? Every single day of the semester for their goal of if they're going to lose 10 pounds, I'm going to the gym this day. Okay, well, great. What are you doing in the gym that day? They have to plan every single day out. And if they have a rest day, perfect. You just write rest day on your calendar. So that way there's no guesswork to what they're doing. They have it right there in front of them. They have a blueprint for success. And they mark off those days. If they miss a day, fine. Get back on the wagon. You know what you, know what you have coming next. Um, and that's why I say, well, okay, if it doesn't work, then come meet with me. We'll find something that does work. And I've had so many students lose uh, like 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 
they've increased their bench max by 10 or they've quit smoking or they've done so many different things. I had one student who actually stopped drinking. Um, he had a, an alcohol issue and stopped drinking. And so, um, it's just, it's just the fact that they have a blueprint that they planned out themselves. I didn't plan it for them. They knew what they could do and what they couldn't do and what they had access to. And so, by the end of the semester, they're all like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Like, you're the best. And I said, well, you know, you hated me in the beginning. That's awesome, Chelsea. That's really good work. Thank you. If you could change your behavior right now, what would it be? If you if you were one of Chelsea's students, what would you pick? That's a good question. I would start playing in my days better. Yeah? My workouts and stuff. Because, like you said, the whole guesswork, a lot of times I don't – most of the time I don't write down what I do at the gym. Right. You know, and, and I need to start doing that. Do you that. suggest, like, keeping a log of, like, what you, the food you consume and maybe, like, the workouts that you do? And if that's like your that. goal, with the with the end goal in mind, that's if people are wanting to work on their nutrition, and I have a lot of people that want to just work on nutrition and not physical activity, then I say, okay, well, plan out your diet. Plan out your diet for the week. What are you going to eat? Where are you going to eat? Because, you know, college students, they live on campus most of the time, so they don't have access to anything else, and that's a big issue. So I tell them, well, okay, I know what Brown serves. I know what this restaurant serves, and you plan that out. Um, they they do have, like, healthy options they over do. there. They just... But it's easier to go to Chick-fil-A. Right. It's exactly. Easier to go, yeah, it's easier to go to Chili's than exactly it is to go. Exactly right. I mean, they have, I've heard that the sushi up in the cafeteria is the bomb. I've heard that too. Yeah. My students have said really? that before. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, these kids brag about the sushi. Mm-hmm. So Kayla McCoy, what, so, I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that if anybody's tuning in and wants to get you a calendar for Christmas. Yeah. 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 We'll do an old school and uh, write down. Write down your days. I mean, I, I need to. It holds me more to, more accountable. That right. way when I get to the gym, I'm not like... What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the purpose. How much how, how much time do you spend in the gym every day? Um, I mean, I, I usually get there and I train, start training. I usually train two people in the morning. So I'm there from six to eight at least three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. And I'll normally get in and work out about an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to mix in a long, couple long runs during the week. How so. much of that time in the gym is spent just like figuring out what you want to do today? Too much. Probably about, I sit out in a parking lot normally okay. before I come in. I'll have their workouts planned the night before. And then I come in and I'm like, okay, so I'll be done at this time and I'll start writing out my own stuff sometimes. If I do, if I don't, then I just, I don't know what I, I don't remember what I do. You know, yeah. <laughs> I just come in and start working hard, but I don't remember what I do. So it's, and I got some pretty lofty goals for, you know, coming up. You do. Qualifying for Boston, running a two-hour and 45-minute marathon. I need to make sure that I'm I'm being very meticulous with my planning and stuff. It yep. really helped me out a lot. Detail-oriented. Yeah. Very much so. What are some healthy art- alternatives to, like, just unhealthy snacking and stuff like that? Like, like healthy snacks? To, yeah, like, just what are some healthy alternatives to, like, those cravings of... Instead of eating a bunch of potato chips. Instead like, of me eating five donuts yesterday. The ni- obviously it was fruit, so nice, but, man. like, no, it, it was so nice. Like, the sweetest, um, 
the sweetest, kindest little elderly lady. She showed up with a dozen donuts, right? She's like, here, this is, I got this for you guys for Christmas. It's really you know? the devil. She's like, you guys. Yeah, how can you say no? She's like, you guys always take good care of me. You're so nice all year long. Miss Betty Reed, do you know her? No. Well, Miss Betty Reed, she comes in there with a, a dozen donuts. And I, I crushed like four of them because I was like, it was just me and one other person working. I'm like, I know they're not going to eat these things tomorrow. <laughs> so I might as well just eat the rest of the donuts. Just take it all away. But what are some like good healthy alternatives to like, you know, that type of like what should I be carrying in my bag over there? And I'm thinking that we yeah. might should just go and analyze that bag. Your bag too, looks pretty second. good. That I'm is, not gonna yeah, lie. We got a good bag over that's there, my Steve. my typical go to. But you're killing it. What um what what are some like what would you suggest? What do you snack on? What do what you bring with you? Like what would you um first of all so people listening in his bag he has bananas a cliff bar some carrots and what else granola bars an apple an apple yeah yeah you're killing it cliff bars but aren't aren't those aren't those in yeah aren't those in themselves just like high sugar tons of carbs like is that is that Um, even a healthy like i eat them on ultras it just bars. depends. So it really just depends on your end goal in mind. Um, so Cliff Bars do have a lot of sugar in them. Any granola bar has a lot of sugar in them, honestly. But it's a much healthier alternative than donuts. Eight and a Butterfinger. Yeah, or Butterfinger <laughs> or whatever it may be. And this looks like it has the chai seeds in it. Caitlin's on there. She said Nutella. Nutella. I usually, yeah, you have it. Right. I no, I take um, sunflower seed butter. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Killing it. So let's read the ingredient list. I take those those little baby carrots and I just scoop that sunflower seed butter. Yeah, I tried some of that the other day. It's so good. delicious. But the thing is, is that like, it's the same thing. Like I'll eat butter. half the damn bag of, <laughs> of carrots, you know. Oh, um, t- yeah, Ted's got a good, t- Ted. What's Ted got for yeah, us? Yeah, what's he got? Let's hear it, Ted. Some of us have sedate office jobs or sit in class others have active jobs like construction construction trades moving many hours of the day can and slash how do we substitute or balance active work with gym time <laughs> that's a that's a good balancing active work with gym time so finding time in your day or actually going to the gym how can how slash can do we substitute or balance. I, I mean, all of it boils down to sacrifice, right? Like, Priorities. I mean, yes, you got you got to go ahead and get in that mindset of like, this is what I want. Um, you know, whenever I, I sit down and, and talk to people to, about training them and everything, I, I recommend they write down their goals. You know, right. what, what's 15, 20 pounds they want to do the Boston Marathon? Okay, um, how many times a week are you going to do this? Like, what do you what do you want to sacrifice? Go ahead right. and put it on your phone. That exactly. way, you, it, it lights up. You see it all the time. Yeah. It's holding you accountable. Yeah, and that goes back to the calendar that my students make. Of you know that you're doing this that day, so you know what time you'll be doing it. Right. And so that's always what I tell them is, well, I have class during this time, and then I have homework, and then I have X, Y, and Z. But then I always ask them. This always comes up of. Okay, and this is just college students. This is not working people of, okay, well, how much Netflix do you watch? Okay, well, how much time are you spending on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Because the amount of hours that we spend on social media is absurd. 
And I think that we calculated it. <laughs> we calculated it in the class, and it's like three to four hours a day that people spend on social media. Not going to taste that. And so I think that if you count those hours in your day, then that's three to four hours you could be doing something like going to the gym or taking a walk with your dog or whatever that is. But like you said, it's priorities and kind of setting this, the time out that you know you have. For me, example, I wake up and I'm sure you're probably the same way. I wake up at 4.45 in the morning and I go to the gym by 5, 5.15. And that's because I know that's what time I have. Um, I know I'm better in the mornings than in the afternoon once I get home from work. Sometimes, you hear that, Caitlin? Sometimes I don't want to go. Wait, I mean, we get up at 5, but we don't go to the gym. We, we was having this conversation last night. Caitlin gets so, she tells me I have a spirit of anorexia, but I don't think I do. <laughs> Like, we're going to rebuke that spirit of anorexia. She's always talking, but um, cause I got in, I got into the mirror last night, and I'm like, I feel like I'm not. I can't remember how I said. It. I'm like, I'm I'm putting on weight, and she's like, Oh my gosh! You know, so she goes in this long spiel about like, I'm at work, and I, you know, and what she does, she gets we get up at five o'clock normally, get ready. I take her to work by six. I go straight to the gym, and she's just really been really frustrated. Yeah, so she's on her comment right now. <laughs> um, she gets frustrated because she's like, I have to be at work and you get to go to the gym. And so she, I feel like she's f- looking at what I'm doing. And I told her, I was like, get up at a few minutes early. Yeah. Go do some burpees. Go run to the bottom of the hill and back. You know yeah. what I mean? Just love you, baby. I was about to say, you're killing it, Caitlin. Don't worry and about she, it. She spends time there in the evening. Right. Right. I was, right. right. Yeah. Don't worry she about is, it. But she, you know, she was in her head about like, I'm putting on weight. I bet I put on seven pounds. And I'm like, you can get that right back off if you have. Okay. Well, number one, girl, don't step on the scale. <laughs> <laughs> That's the number one rule. You got it. Like, don't even worry about how much you weigh. I don't know what I weigh ever. Really? Really. Because, again, that goes back to my i know myself and i know where i struggle and so if i weigh if i weigh in and it's not exactly what that i want that number to look like then i'm automatically like like, oh my gosh i need to go to the gym and i'm i mean cody would probably already say that i'm like that that i i'm like oh i ate a cookie i need to go run for 30 minutes so So when's the last time you weighed yourself i will weigh in at the doctor but they don't tell me Whoa. I asked them not to tell me all the time. Really? Away. So yes. it's wow. Yeah, I don't ever want to know. Well, thing is, dude, like it it fluctuates so much just yeah, with like, water weight and like dehydration and things like that. Like, I mean, you could you could probably be on a spectrum of ten to twelve pounds in like a week, yeah. depending on yeah. like what you're eating, how much you're working out, all that stuff. So, right. um, I don't weigh myself either, but. I do. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Not not a lot. Maybe once every couple of weeks. So Caitlin better be earning them sunrises, man. I I'm not saying anything <laughs> she, else. She better earn she, that sunrise. I'll be I'll be getting beat up when I go home. Whatever. She said I I really don't know how much weight I've gained because I won't get in get on a scale because I can see weight gain. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I understand. She that. needs to calm down, man. No, I, no. Tell her to I calm understand. down. She needs to relax. She's doing fine. Yes, yeah, you, she you is. are doing fine. And, and her schedule is getting ready to change, so she can okay. get more time in, and and it goes back to that sacrifice. So, <laughs> what are your thoughts on fasting? Yes. Oh, Caleb was asking me about this. I so my thoughts on fasting. Um, 
Outside, because I do it a lot of times, spiritually speaking. Gotcha. Outside of religion. Physically, yes. Gotcha. And more like, like even like intermittent fasting. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. So there is research behind intermittent fasting and I've tried intermittent fasting. Cody came home one day and was like, we should totally try this. And so I totally did. He reads articles like nobody's business. So he's always reading something, um, learning up on it way more than I am probably, honestly. So, um... Intermittent fasting, he came home and was talking about it, and I was like, I don't know about that. Like, eh, that sounds dumb. So I think that's, <laughs> those were my exact words. And so then I naturally go and do my own homework, like researching all kinds of studies and looking at the statistics of it. And the intermittent fasting, if you do it the way that you're talking about, if it is intermittent and say that you start your eating from like 7 a.m. to I can't remember what the math is. Like It's like it's like. Eight, eight and 16. It's, yeah. So like 16 hours window that you can eat and then an eight hour time period off or even 16 hour period off. So like. Yeah. It's like a, the numbers that I were looking at, you could do eight to 10 hours where you eat. I think mm-hmm. it, the range is like six to 10 and then the rest of the time you're fasting. Mm-hmm. So most of the time that scheduled fasting is when you're not already eating. So it's while you're sleeping. So you could start your eating at 7 a.m. and then finish eating at 2 to 3 and not anything else until 7 a.m. the next day, mm-hmm. which is fasting. I don't know why I just said that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> repeating myself. So the way that I look at it and the way a lot of research looks at it is it's primal instinct. The fasting is because if you think of primal days, they're not they don't have access to food 24 seven. Right. So they're eating, they're getting what they can off of the land. They're getting berries or getting food during the day because, I mean, really, you're not going to go out and hunt at night is logistically. So um, from the time of sun up to basically sundown is basically when you would be eating and you're eating the primal thing. So I don't, I think intermittent fasting has some pretty good substance there. What, what do you think, Rob? I, tr- I do it almost every day. Yeah. I, I, I tend to not eat like, my like I bought all that food, mm-hmm. and I'll eat it when we're done here today. Yeah, I'll have every bit of it, <laughs> a good portion <laughs> of these six granola bars here. Um, but like so, like the last thing I ate was dinner last night mm-hmm. at about seven o'clock. So we're going on like sixteen. More power to you. Yeah, um, I would not be able to do that. I just what? I don't know. I just the intermittent fasting. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go like sixteen hours without eating. Mm-hmm. And then it's really, it's really just like cutting out the breakfast. But the only thing that I don't know, I don't know how it would work was if I was working out in the morning. And that was my struggle because <coughs> I right. tried intermittent fasting and I work out twice a day usually. And yeah. so that was my issue. So do you not eat it before you work out? A lot morning? of times I don't. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll even just really challenge myself. And this is just, you know, to build that mental toughness. A lot of times, like I, I done a, fi- a fasted run the other day. Um 18, 17 miles mm-hmm. without eating. Yeah. In the morning? Yeah. First thing. Is there not any health risk to that, man? If you're pushing your there body is. to those extremes? Um, yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. I'm sure Just a little bit. <laughs> just a few. But it's just like, um, I, I really just, I, I don't know. That's probably not, you know, in, in medical terms, in, in the medical field, I'm sure there's a lot of. Uh, um, oh. Really? So we got a code red going on. Yeah. What does that mean? You had to ask. Okay. Well, I'm not well versed in the codes. I'm sure it's not good. 
Yeah. If Don't judge me, y'all. If they're black. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm not. My office is not actually in the hospital, so. Dang, that thing's going on. Oh, is it the fire alarm? She said code red somewhere. Huh. Should we go check? No, it's fine. We're gonna ride this baby out. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is fine. <laughs> okay. Um, but the reason I started doing it is because I was eating clean. I was hell. I you know I, I was exercising. You know, getting getting in the gym often, and I couldn't lose my belly fat. Which you know that's when I started taking the CLAs. <laughs> <laughs> now tell us. Kind of I can't, what I does can't that stand for? <laughs> I can't pronounce it. I'll have to drop it in the comments. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And a um a stimulant, which I mean I guess that would kind of take us into our next subject on supplements. Girl, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your supplements first? Yeah. I take a mint the GNC um multi men's multivitamin and it's got a stimulant which ca- which got caffeine in it. It's the equivalent of two cups of coffee. Is there other stuff in it besides caffeine? Oh yeah, yeah. I I mean, I'll have to, I'll have to research that. But, um, so one you take with food, the other one you can just take by itself. And a lot, you know, I wait to obviously around lunchtime or whenever I eat to take it. Cody's texting me to look on the back of my ID card because it says it it, right there. It says it right here. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. What? Thanks, babe. Um, cardiac arrest. Nope, that's code blue. Fire. Yep, it's fire. That's what I thought. <laughs> we're, we're, and he's telling me where my ID is in case I did, wasn't aware of where my ID is. Thank you, honey. We're rebels here at NC Raw. <laughs> we're gonna ride out the fire alarm. Go on, Caleb. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's why because I had a lot of belly fat that I wasn't burning mm-hmm. off. But then I noticed too that I was drinking a lot of Red Bulls at that time, mm-hmm. and I mean all sugar. Yeah couple uh-huh. of them a day you know so mm-hmm. I, I stopped oh, the red geez. bulls yeah how much water do you consume a lot oh, you do yeah I do on top of all these yes. red bulls and stuff well i don't i drink i don't drink them anymore and if i do get a red bull it's sugar-free okay um what what is it sugar-free is there such a thing yeah there is it tastes like crap i don't even know why i drank it honestly <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's why I started the intermittent fasting to get my belly, f- and it, it has. It's I've yeah. seen a, I've seen a huge difference. So, what about you, Steve? I don't take any supplements yet. Right. Yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I needed a multivitamin because yeah. I was burning through so uh-huh. much, you know. So I figured I would I'd check that out. Yeah. Maybe when I start cranking up the uh, the exercise with you, we'll, you'll get it. We'll get to that point. Yeah. Supplements. Supplements. What'd you uh, find you're out? You're both for looking us? at me like supplements. Yeah. <laughs> so they asked me this question in advance, and I'm not a huge believer in a lot of supplements. So how to do my homework on supplements? What exactly is it that y'all are wanting to know? Just like, in general? If you go to GNC, mm-hmm. watch some stuff that's really beneficial and watch some stuff that you kind of would recommend staying away from if staying away from anything that you don't know what it is. Like CLAs. Like anything that, anything, what does it say? Extreme fat burners? Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I, I don't even remember what that logo said any, now, but. Miracle weight loss pill. Yes, miracle up. weight loss pill is what Caleb But is I mean, don't all of them say that? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, anything that you aren't really sure would be my advice of 
I don't know about this. I'm not really comfortable. Do your homework on it. Um, the top five that I read about this week were, um, what was it? Whey protein, creatine, whey protein, um, turmeric, and what was the other one? There might have just been four. But yeah, it was definitely whey protein, creatine, and um, the turmeric. And I mean, most people know about those because they're they're always on the market of whey protein and different things. Oh, we're good. Code red is all clear, yeah, baby. Yeah, we're good. Hey, what did you have right there? The seven benefits of what? Seven benefits. These are my notes, y'all. Seven benefits of fasting. Let's hear them. Uh-huh. Let's see. You have... Oh, no. It's just... That's just the bullet point. Uh, benefits of fasting. So your benefits of fasting, obviously blood sugar control... Um, it's like I said, it's the primal instinct to stick with your circadian rhythms. So anytime, anything primal like that, you, like I said, the fasting, you're sticking with that type of rhythm, it boosts your metabolism because you're not eating all day like that. And you could, um, help with your blood pressure. So different. That's things good stuff. That's good stuff. What else you got in there for us? Oh, geez. Um, lots of stuff. So your supplements, you asked me about supplements. Uh-huh. Whey protein, turmeric, creatine, and then BCAAs is apparently really what popular right now. I've heard of that. It's branded chain amino acids, which help you maintain muscle mass. So it's not as much of a um, weight loss supplement as just a helping you maintain through protein synthesis. So are you taking this weight loss supplement just because of your quote-unquote Love handles, belly fat. Love handles. belly fat. Is that um, what you're saying? The weight loss supplement. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, once I get to where I want to get to, I'm not going to take it no more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I've been been taking it for almost two months. So, and I may not see a huge difference. And I mean, my performance when I go race and everything, I, I feel like it's not affecting me negatively right now. Maybe I feel. I mean, I I feel great. I, I mean, I'm just I'm seeing transformation, even though. A lot of times I complain like I don't. I do. (laughs) So, And I'm taking it like I'm supposed to. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not well-versed in supplements, so I definitely don't want to speak to anything that I'm not well-versed in. I would just say do your homework before you try anything and make sure that you feel comfortable before you put yourself in um, a situation that you're not aware of. Ted said something. Okay. Ted? Yep. And... Caitlin, I love you. Um, sorry if I made it. Something about New Year's. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a. You mentioned like the. Um, sodas. Yes. Oh, yeah. Soft drinks, right? Yes. So, like, many, many people who um, have been consuming sodas, mm-hmm. soft drinks for many years, like, they tend. It, it's a drastic change t- oh, to yeah. go to just water. Yeah. Right? Like, I drink a lot of water. I've always drinking a lot of water because I was an alcoholic and I had to re I learned to rehydrate my body yeah. decades ago. But so for somebody that, um, has that consumes a lot of soft drinks, what, what are some healthy options that might not be like immediately just hydrating with water? Like, are there other things that might not be as, that might be a little more beneficial than just like soft drinks? 
Yeah, I get asked that all the time. Um, like when we talked about that trans slow transition yes. that some mm-hmm. of your students made, like yes. what would be some options that people could kind of turn to? Yeah, I think that's a great question. So soft drinks, um, much like all other things, have so much sugar in them. And the statistics on the back, people don't believe me whenever I tell them how much sugar is in something. Um, so it's not necessarily the soft drink. It's the fact that it's the sugar and it's the caffeine that comes with the sugar. So if we think of sugar as a drug and you combine. Check. Check. Yes. A, yeah. A, a dope, uh, a, 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 <laughs> an ounce of dang dope. You know what I mean? And then I think about is. a pile of sugar. I'm just like, what? And it really, the brain yeah. does not react any differently to sugar than it does cocaine. So, um, <laughs> you're um, donuts. Yeah, I mean, really and truly, it responds <laughs> the same way. Remember, I was talking about that craving mm-hmm. that I couldn't unresistible it, craving. Yes, and research will tell you that yeah. people who um, have addictive personalities and go into recovery will choose sugar mm-hmm. instead of the original drug. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll switch from that to sugar, and that's the same thing with soft drinks. Of it's the double whammy of you have a lot of sugar like 42 grams of sugar in one yeah. thing. And you combine caffeine, which again is another drug that you have. So you combine both of those things. And I mean, we're creating, we're setting people up for failure. I mean, sugar and caffeine, how could you not love that? Right? right. It's like dumping a whole bunch of really nice creamer into your coffee. And so an alternative to, what were you going to say? Black. Black. There black. you go. I wish I, I could think drink I it that black. way. Yeah. No. She put yes, more creamer in you there. did. No, you didn't. Okay, good. <laughs> He's asking me. Um, so, so an alternative, you you really have to think about that because you have both caffeine and sugar for, for that. And people have to realize that it's going to be similar to a detox mm-hmm. of when you don't have soft drinks. My mother complained so often about having headaches you know, maybe sweating a little bit more, things of that nature that you just don't want to go through. And so, again, small steps of, okay, I drink three sodas a day, windle it to two, windle it down to one. And then substitutions, things like, um, I wouldn't recommend Gatorade because it has just as much sugar in it. A lot of drinks out there, like, what is that? It's a water. Vitamin water. Yeah, vitamin water has so much sugar in it. Does it really? Yes. Yeah. It has like 32 grams of I don't, sugar. I don't drink a lot of vitamin water anyways. But I, I didn't know that. I yeah, it right. It says water, so right. you think it's it's water, but it's not. So Gotcha. Yeah, for real though, it's great advertising mm-hmm. for people to yeah. think that it's water. Um, so I wouldn't substitute those things, but I would dwindle it down to a couple of sodas a day or whatever it is. So there you. is no healthy substitute really is what you're well, saying. Well, no, I no. So, um, Cody and I have been drinking these things called body armors that have um, a lot less sugar in them. They have integrated fruit sweeteners or natural sweeteners, and so they Mm. don't have as much sugar in them. They do have sugar, but it's not anywhere near what Gatorade or vitamin water would be. Um, another alternative, I don't ever know how to say this, is called Bi Water. I was B-A-I. going to say that. Those are yes, delicious. Yes, they are delicious, and they only have one yeah. gram of sugar in them. I've seen that. I got me one yesterday. Yes, yep. and you can identify <laughs> all of the ingredients on that list. So yeah. there's not any guessing work to that. So slowly kind of weaning yourself off and drinking that, and then maybe drinking regular water with lemon or flavor it however you Mm-hmm. want to flavor it because lemon water actually and how about sweet tea helps. when you go to restaurants i'd see people no. drink sweet tea oh, i'm just like you know and just working down there at anthony's and everything and i'll just watch them put in that huge thing of sugar yeah. yes 
I'm like, yeah, I can't believe I used to drink that all the time. Yeah. So many people around here do. Yeah, yes. like live. Oh, off it, of that yeah, stuff. and it, you yes. have this this culture down here. Like, oh, well, I live in the south, so it's I have to drink. Right. <laughs> I have to drink sweet tea. It is, but people don't realize. I used to hear a lot. Well, I'm not drinking a Mountain Dew. I'm just drinking sweet tea. It's got to be better. <laughs> it's actually worse. Right. I mean, uh, depending on who makes it. McDonald's actually just cut back on their sugar intake so they don't hmm. put it as much sugar in it. So it amazed me that I, th- I think it's like a 16-ounce Mountain Dew has more sugar in it than a normal large sweet tea from McDonald's. Wow. Which is baffling. Oof. So that just tells you how much sugar <coughs> is in Mountain Dew. So Ted said... Yes. I was. He said, Caleb, you're going to say something about New Year's a while ago. Maybe I just missed it. You didn't miss it, Ted. We didn't get there yet. Um <laughs> Well, he's going to talk about New Year's resolutions. Yeah. I was trying to find some data, which I, I, I didn't find on how many people set an, a fitness nutrition goal for for their New Year's resolution and like how many people actually stick by that. Hmm. I didn't find any data. I will There's keep searching. Not any. Yeah, right? I mean, you would think there would be, right? Well, not necessarily because that would be statistical data about how many people meet their goal. So you would have to... Have a benchmarker for how you would measure that. Like, you, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And so then you would measure it as they go. So that would be kind of hard to do. Okay. Um, but my, my what I was going to talk about was I think that if you sit back and say, I'm going to wait on this certain day. And I made a video about this, right? Remember the mm-hmm. other day? Uh, I want to wait on this day to get started. I want to wait on everything to get right before I get started. You right. know, you're really setting yourself up, not for failure, but for a hard road. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, for me, setting a New Year's resolution, to go ahead and start taking the proper steps that way on New Year's. Right. It's not just like, okay, now I'm jumping right head first. Right. It's kind of like, you know, taking those steps, those baby goals. Right. Baby right. goals. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The baby. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I do too. That's why I had to say it. (laughs) According to Muscle and Fitness Magazine, only 8% of people actually keep their New Year's resolutions. Wow. 8%. And now, I mean, I think that's a huge reason of it because, you know, you, what you're doing is you're going off emotion. You're going off feelings. You're going off what other people like. You have this, everybody's doing it. Yes. Everybody else Mm -hmm. is doing it. So I want to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean that's just not a it's not a good way to do it. You know what I mean? No, I completely agree. And I also think that what I'm finding out with programs is that people have a hard problem sustaining those things for a prolonged period of time. So I have full and utter faith in people starting their goal on January first. I really do mm-hmm. because people are like, Oh my gosh, New Year's resolution. There's so many more people in the gyms, people are everything's flooded. And then they, after a month or two, they lose motivation. So they're like, okay, well. Motivation. Yeah. I mean, really and truly, you don't, (laughs) you just don't. Yeah. Like, where does your motivation come from at that point? Unless you have a friend that's doing it with you. Unless Caleb McCoy is breathing down your neck. Yeah. Or you're (laughs) seeing results. And half the time when people start New Year's resolutions, again, I have complete faith that they'll start them, but they don't have a plan in mind. Right. To continue that. And yeah. it, we continue to talk about how important that plan is with the big goal and the baby goals in mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do, I find that to be one of the biggest things that I've 
hope people gain is that you have to have goal. You have to have a goal and then goals to back up that goal. I don't think that you have need to have a reason to have a goal. No, right? like, no, I don't need to have January 1st be my new year's resolution to start doing yoga and Definitely start running not. with you. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to do that because I want to do that because right, I, right. I care about myself, not exactly. because of that influence, not because of it's the first of the year and we're going to have 2019 be the best year ever because right. I'm going to do these things. <laughs> yes. But you I know, do have like, to say that I love, a part of me does love that there, there's these things called New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. because it gets people motivated to reminder. do something. Yes. It is a good reminder. Yes. Have you ever uh, successfully completed a New Year's resolution, Caleb McCoy? I've never, man, I've <laughs> been on drugs for so long. You know what I mean? This is like the second one. I No, I didn't, I didn't make one last year. I did not I make think, one last year either. I don't think I did. Um, so I heard a quote the other day. This is going to be my New Year's resolution, and it's, it, I'm already doing it now. So oh, I'll, I'll be mark, successful. Let me mark this tape real quick. Hold yeah, on. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah. And anything that you do, and I heard this the other day in a sermon, being relentless will get you there. Yeah. Being consistent will keep you there. Exactly. And being grateful will increase what's there. Most definitely. T.D. Jakes. So what's your New Year's resolution? Just... To that mindset, that, to that, do those things, I see it in I every aspect of your life. That's right. Outside of uh, just your recovery or just your exercise, just everything, just living, yeah, to really live it. I successfully completed one New Year's resolution. Oh yeah, one. Okay, in two thousand and seventeen, kind of like before, a little bit before I met you, or uh-huh. right as we were meeting, um, me and my buddy James Skelton, we set New Year's resolutions. Because we're such rebels and badasses, we set New Year's resolutions to only use blue ink in 2017. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because, you know, it's like professionally appropriate to write in black ink. I miss that. I have a green pen in my hand. Do you? So we only use, they like, you know, really? with your, like, you didn't know that? With your like no. formal documents and stuff like that, you know, we're supposed to only use black. So we're like, you know what? Blue is kind of acceptable, like in the professional right. world, but it's not green. <laughs> yeah, it's not green. Wild so, one over here. So we only use the. Uh, <laughs> if you go to my, if you go to my inst- Instagram, NC Raw Steve, you'll see December thirty first or January first, two thousand eighteen, was the last day I wrote in blue ink. I did it three hundred sixty five days of the year, every single day. I was relentless with my blue pen. <laughs> Well, you know, we do hand those out at the hospital because we have, yeah, because we're, you know, Harris logo, Swain logo is blue. So, so how do you like take, how do you take that same like commitment? Right. Like I'm talking about, like, I would like be at work and I would like get up off my desk and go downstairs, go out to the parking lot in my car, rummage through my car to find a blue one. Really? Instead of using the pile of black ones. Like how do you, how do you bottle that up? That same level of commitment, that same like passion. Yeah. Everybody needs some of that, Steve. And apply it to whatever else. Relentless with your blue ink. Yeah. That's funny. And then, and then the day that 2018 started, I just said, I don't care. It doesn't, whatever. Green Green works. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It does not matter to me. That is funny. We're just trying to like, you know, do something. What what do you got? What you got? You got anything in mind? Yeah, so funny that you bring up motivation. So as a part of my master's degree, um, I had to complete a thesis. And so part of my thesis was researching how um, people in positions of leadership can motivate 
people under them, so to speak. It was actually on coaches and how they motivate athletes is really what it was about. But you can really turn that into people in leadership power with whoever they're working with. So the top three things that I found in my research with motivating people is um, autonomy. So giving them a choice. So you, you allow them to choose and make them feel like they have a part of it support so if they feel connected was a big part of it um how connected they feel and um kind of having that plan so the autonomy and support were huge factors in motivating people because for you you got to choose that goal right that was Mm -hmm. all your own nobody came up with it for you and the big thing was is you you were probably excited about it for whatever reason. And oh, yeah. it could, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you went to your car and yeah. you could have just gotten all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a huge thing for people to be excited about it and to feel connected with that goal and to feel passionate about it and to make it feel like it's their choice. Um, if you don't feel like you have a choice, do you really want to do it? Like a coach says, okay, this is what we're doing. And I don't care what you think. Okay, McCoy, you're going to run last today, boy. Yeah, and I don't care what you think, how you feel about it. But if you have a conversation with somebody, you get input, you feel connected, you feel like you have a say in it, then you're more likely to be motivated to do that, whatever it may be. And I think that those are motivating factors because what I found in, in programs and classes is when you ask people to set a goal and they're not like... I'm going to do this by gosh. Like I'm so excited. I'm ready, whatever it is. And they're just kind of like, she's asking me to set a goal. Okay, fine. I'll set a goal to lose 10 pounds, whatever. The pressure's on. Yeah. The pressure's on mm -hmm. for them to make a choice and it, it is their choice, but at the same time, they're not as connected to that goal as they could be with something else. And I think that that's such a huge factor of people being passionate about what they're pursuing and that motivates people. Passion just motivates people. Mm-hmm. Passion and drive, baby. Yeah, I mean, truly, really and truly. If you if you're not in a position that you want to do something, you're not going to do it. Tell Chelsea about motivation. Hmm? Tell Chelsea about motivation. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> my boy, my boy Goggins told Goggins. me it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it goes back to we're motivated to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But when we hit that resistance or something don't go our way, a lot of times that motivation leaves mm-hmm. really quick. And so I think that um, you got to find something deeper than that. Yeah. Like you said, passion. Yeah. yeah. He was talking about how he went to like, uh, he goes and talks to like college football teams and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was asking them, did you hear, he was asking like, when you work out, do you listen to music? Oh, yeah. Do you have headphones in? <clears throat> and most younger people, mm-hmm. most people say, yeah. You know, they're like, that's, I use it for motivation. I get this one certain song or whatever it is, right. certain play, certain playlist, my workout hype mm-hmm. up playlist yeah. to get me hyped to work out. He's like, that's bullshit, man. That's, that's fleeting. It's not going to last. Exactly. He's like, what are you going to do when you get on that football field and you get smacked in the face? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you going to do? You don't have your headphones. Can't, you can't turn to your headphones. How are you going to stay motivated? Right. Yeah. So I watched that and normally I run my, races with my bag on or my headphones in yeah i watched that the next morning Done. no <laughs> no yeah. no i was like that's so true because i and it's like being alone with my thoughts you know a lot of times yeah. i have you we have to have noise we got so much going on right. you know yeah so 
Yeah, I just wanted to uh, just challenge myself and and see how far I could, you know, how yeah. hard I could push without that stuff. Yeah, push yourself, and then also, like you said, just like disconnect the opportunity to process like mm-hmm. what's happening. Yeah, and, like set those goals and baby goals. And, like, I did set a PR the other day when I done that, so I don't know if I had. Any, I, I want to say it did. It sounds good. <laughs> I didn't wear my it headphones. Might. Set a PR. It yeah. might. You never know. Attribute it to whatever you feel like it is. Chelsea Burrow. Yes, sir. We're going to have to wrap up soon. Oh, man. We're at two hours. Dang. Your boys got to get to work. That fast. Give me some closing thoughts. Me? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're <laughs> the That's st- too much pressure. You're the star of the show today. Girl. Yeah, you no, are. Definitely not star of the show. Um, Closing thoughts. It's been fun. It's been real and real fun. Time flies. Time does fly when you're having fun. Um, I implore anybody who has questions or thoughts um, that you want to bounce off of me or, you know, Caleb or Steven here to, to reach out. Um, we'll share my email and my phone on the website afterwards. So if you do want to set goals, you do want a program, you want to be part of a program, or you just want to chat, um, just let me know. I think that Res Hope should get her to do a program for our crew. What? What are you thinking? Like for the audience, for NC Raw, for anybody involved in Res Hope, get together sometime after the new year. And I think you should be at the uh, day one event. That's too much pressure. You're putting too much pressure on me right now. <laughs> oh my he's God. putting me on the spot. Yeah, I'm just talking about like our little crew, you know? Yeah, yeah he's, he's trying to get me to go to an event. Uh, it's a big time event. <laughs> I know. Chelsea, Brett, you and Cody come over there. Hang out, get a signed copy of the book. <laughs> the pressure, baby. Yeah, the pressure. I mean, it's going to be a good, a good thing. I mean, hopefully, you can you can talk to some people about nutrition and yeah, fitness stuff, and you know they're going to recognize you from the podcast here. So, be an opportunity to help some people. Why don't you go yeah. ahead and share all that information so that anybody tuning in that has not seen your posts knows where to go, where to be, what's happening. Okay, hang on a second. It's the day up. one event taking place in Bryson City. You got it pulled up? No. Okay. It's for Spiritual Adrenaline, Mr. Tom Shanahan's book. Mm-hmm. It's coming out in January, and he's touring the country to connect with communities and sign some copies of the book. And I get to sign. I haven't been working on my autograph, but I'm going to. You're going to work on it? Yeah. The sloppier, the more important you You told are, me right? you were working oh on it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Too I'm much. excited. I'm excited about it. I mean, this is this is pretty. This is a big big deal for me. I mean, you know, I used to be running from the police and everything. Now I get to now, you know, include sign, into a book, sign, sign. autographs and autographs in Bryson City, where yeah. you're, where you're hiding right. out. I was used yeah. to sign, signing uh, bond papers and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so so I, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, all right, active active sober movement for day one. Join others for a Beginner's Day of Health, Hope, and Healing. January 1st, noon at CrossFit 2232, which is in Bryson. Mm-hmm. Um, schedule of events. Going at one, I said noon, we're going to have an introduction to CrossFit movement discussion and a 15-minute beginner's workout. They're going to have a walk around the block to cool off and meet other attendees. Brief remarks by organizers and prayer for those still sick and suffering. Tom Shanahan is spit. Now this is the good part here. All of it's good, but this is the highlight. Tom Shanahan of Spiritual Adrenaline presents 
on integrating nutrition and exercise into an addiction recovery program, and then the bean bread sampling. Bean bread. Bean bread. Uh, yeah, you didn't say anything about walking around the block, man. I'm going to have to come a little bit late, dude. <laughs> I know, right? I hope you'd walk two or 300 yards. <laughs> Chelsea, thank you so much for hanging out with us for a couple hours. Um, I look forward to doing this again yeah. in the near future as we continue to um, grow and evolve and challenge ourselves to to um you know live a healthy lifestyle yeah i think you should i want you to be a part of it because you're a badass thank you both of you two are thank you for having me it's been real thank you for being on chelsea we'll have to get you on again here soon yeah maybe we do another a show with uh, another nutritionist or something you know and have Battle Royale. Yeah. yeah we talk <laughs> Too <about> much pressure. <laughs> Too much. He loves to put the pressure on you when the, I know. When the camera's on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> At least wait till it's off. When the I camera's know, right? on. Thank you guys for tuning in. Good afternoon. Good night. Stay safe out there. It's wet. It's wet. Be safe. Y'all Love y'all. You're amazing. You're uh, amazing. Good job. Good job, y'all. Yeah. Good job. My green pen. I normally don't rush. But um, I do got to get to work, man. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. That was fun. That was She's fun. She's awesome. Yeah, I got it. Yes, yeah, she is. Thank I'm you. I'm all right. You're all right? I'm all right. <laughs>